0: Feel free as the Spirit moves you to make a loud, violent, rushing wind sound. I hope you go to brunch and you start doing this, just so somebody can go, what are you doing? And you're like, it's Pentecost. And then you can have a really wonderful evangelical conversation. You're welcome. All right. So today we are here celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, and you might recognize these words from our Liturgy of Holy Communion, he sought to comfort his apostles. And he said to them, I am not going to leave you orphaned. I am going to come back to you. But in the time between my leaving and my return, I will send to you an advocate, and that would be the Holy Spirit, to be present with you, to guide you, to remind you of all that I've said, and to continue to encourage and edify and grant you God's wisdom so that you may do the work that I have left for you. And Jesus left work not only for the original apostles, but for all of us, who are believers and disciples of Jesus Christ, and in order for us to do that work for it is high and holy work. We need the Holy Spirit, and so we rejoice today. This is a day of true ecumenicalism, this is a day when Christians from all denominations can stand side by side or sit next to each other in the pews, and remember that there is something bigger than a denomination. There is something holier than how we individually understand Christianity, and that is that the church spans the entire globe, and it is made up of people of every nation, every race, every gender, every identity, and every culture, Christ alone is the one who can bring us together. And we celebrate that on Pentecost. It is a time when people who had been beaten down and cast aside were given God's own power. It's an incredibly transformative day. And as we read and heard today that the prophet Joel predicted this day's coming, that the Spirit of the Lord that had once been reserved solely for the prophets, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, they would say, is now for everyone. And that kind of power and authority is a little scary to give to everyone, just like a bunch of red lip whistles, (laughs) because you just never know what's going to happen. And we do this. We remember and celebrate because this is truly a special day. And it's special in many ways. Not only is this a day when people found that they had a place in this world. Because the Holy Spirit creates radical hospitality. Open arms the likes of which some had never encountered before the creation of the church. And it's been around for over, well, almost 2,000 years now. Over centuries and centuries and generations and generations, the church is still here. And when we allow ourselves to feel the presence and the movement of the Holy Spirit, we are living reminders that nothing shall put the church under. Nothing. And that truly the only threat to the church is not outside, but within. When we stop celebrating when we lose our vibrancy when we refuse to acknowledge that the church still has work to do both within and outside of our walls and that ultimately the church is bigger than any building the church is a people and that we are taking our rightful place in that genealogy of people Genealogy is a huge part of what it means to be a pastor. When I was ordained, I took my place in an apostolic authority that traces itself back all the way to Peter and thus to Jesus Christ, who laid hands on him. And my symbol of that is my stole. And this was the first stole I ever wore. After I was ordained, I stood up in the chair of the Council of Elders, Reverend Francis Cooper put this stole on me, and it was to tell anyone who would see me that she is an ordained elder, that she has the power and the authority, and that you must listen to me. (laughs) Just kidding. Instead, it was to be a visual reminder, but it's also a mantle. It sits upon my neck and across my shoulders, and it reminds me that I have work to do and that I am here to serve through my leadership but I am also to lead through my service. And so we come here into the church, and all of us have a place. All of us have a role. All of us have a voice and a passion that God wants to bring out, not only into the work of the church, but into the work of the church in the world. And we have to find our voice. We have to find our place. And we have to strive to bring the Holy Spirit out into every place we go. And that's not always we're just walking in and yelling the name of Jesus Christ and hitting somebody with a Bible. Instead, it's about loving people who think they can't be loved. It's about forgiving people who the world says can't be forgiven. And ultimately, it's about saying that it doesn't matter who the world says you are. Here you are a child of God. And so we live this out and today we've got with us seven of our eight confirmands. One of them actually had to go do a school concert. She's playing in a concert today, but she was here to be confirmed this morning. But seven of our eight have chosen to become part of this. They have chosen by their own free will to take an active place and role in the church. And because of that, you had better watch out. They've been well-equipped We've been meeting almost every Sunday since October, and I have given them Bibles, and we have read them and tabbed them. I have led them through the Book of Discipline. I have walked them through our Book of Worship and our Hymnal and our Book of Resolutions. We have talked about things that make most people cringe and get very uncomfortable, them included. We've talked about human sexuality. We have talked about abortion and adoption. We have talked about violence and hatred. We have talked about all of these things and so many more because ultimately they have to be equipped to make a decision about whether or not they want to be part of this hot mess that we call the church. And that is truly what we are. That image of fire is so appropriate for the church. We can consume. We can burn long. We can just be a hot mess. But we are God's hot mess and it is a holy hot mess that christ loves from the highest heavens and here now in our presence we gather here in the house of god the father because god the son bids us come and here as we gather together in his presence we are reminded that the holy spirit came to be a part of this and to equip all of us to do it every one of our confirmands were baptized as children and infants all of them have already received that initiation. But when we baptize a child or an infant, it is a promise. There's a hope that one day that that baptism will be affirmed, confirmed, and that they will take their place in the body of Christ, whether it be the church in which they were baptized or not, but that the church universal will receive them, and they will come with power and authority to be leaders participants they are not just the future of this church the future is here today brothers and sisters and you're about to meet it because they are incredible and those of you who are their parents and their families you know how incredible they are on their good days (laughs) but they are incredible and they are excited they have a perspective they have a voice they have a vision for the church And all of them, if they continue on their path of engagement in the church and the ways in which they want to exercise their memberships as active members for two years, when the Virginia Annual Conference gathers, not this June but next June, to either ratify or make its decision on the future of inclusivity in the United Methodist Church, all of them will be eligible to be your one representative. They have incredible opportunities to express their hearts, the ways in which they mourn for those who suffer, and the ways in which they want this world to stop looking so broken and find healing in Jesus Christ. And that is the gift that they are bringing into the church today. Not just that we get to add eight young people under the age of 18, but instead that they will be adults in the fullest sense As of today, whether they are 95 or 19 or 14, they have all the same rights and all the same responsibilities. We need to hear you and to see you. We need to have you lead us. We need to have you do what God is calling you to do, and we will, as much as possible, help you discern what that is, because you are the ones that God has given the Holy Spirit to ...in order to help us become better than we are right now. And I asked them, what did you like about confirmation? And one of them said, I like the fact that you walked us through communion... ...and now I'll know when we aren't doing it right. <laughs> I can't wait till they go to other churches. That's not how that's done. They liked the fact that we got to do some Bible study work... ...and that we were able to do a cross-media exploration of Scripture... I found a Christian comic book company, and I showed them what their catalog was. And I said, pick one. And they picked Samson, purely based on cover alone. They picked Samson, and they each got to have a Christian comic book. And we read through Samson, and we read through the stories of Samson in Judges. And we talked about how the depiction in visual form changes what the content was. And then we, on Friday, took a a day of retreat and we watched a movie about Samson. And it was kind of corny. I'm not going to lie. It's a little cheesy. But ultimately, none of them, neither the comic book nor the movie, were as salacious and sexual as the text. There's some good stuff in that Bible, people. Read it read it. And so they did. And we've shared meals together. We have played games together. We have learned about the Wesleyan quadrilateral and how we theologically reflect and make decisions using scripture, tradition, experience, and reason. We made decisions for the youth based upon those things. They allocated $1,800 to be used in missions from their youth fund. They are setting the bar high for what this church can do and what it should be. And if we have one ounce of intelligence collectively, we will listen. We will listen. Because God has given the Holy Spirit to God's sons and daughters, and they are here to prophesy. So may we listen, and may we be impacted. May we establish relationships that are bigger than blood bonds. Because there is nothing stronger in this world than the fiber of faith. And it knits us together in ways that enable the church to overcome all obstacles. And they are passionate about establishing a world where people are made to feel welcome and included. And they have a voice. And their presence is important. And if that isn't the biblical vision of the kingdom to come, I don't know what is. May it be so. Have a great week.